The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. You are listening to Habs and Minded, brought to you by Habs Eyes on the Prize.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of House and Minded, the first of the new year. It's the World Junior Championships Extra and uh, it's me, Patrick Bexala, I'm joined by Jared Book and we're covering like six hour differences here and <laughs> welcome to the, new, uh, to the new year, Jared. How, how is it after 16 hours? Because I've only had it 10 hours. So. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's a bit dark now, but, but okay. yeah, it's getting better. I, I can already right. see it's a bit, a bit lighter than it was yesterday. So, so if the apocalypse happens, you'll have a six six hour head start. So let me know. Yeah, I'm just going to keep track of Kiribati this year. That's yeah, what I'm perfect. saying. Like that's the first <laughs> nation that goes into the year to the new year every time. So if they struggle, I know we're going to struggle. <laughs> it's like it's like Y2K. Remember how yeah. everybody was like paying attention to every country? It's like okay, did, did their computers crash? Uh, so it's like okay, Australia did it. Okay, okay, we're okay. And then you know Japan and you know it keeps on going. Like, okay, every country seems to be okay. Then it goes to Europe. It's like. All right, maybe this is all like uh, nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I went to Brazil this year. Some of you saw that, or the two, year 2K year, uh, because, uh, and some of you saw that because I actually posted on it yesterday on, on, on Twitter. Uh, funny, funny long story, but yeah, it, it worked out fine. Um, but let's look at the World Junior Championships. There were some results maybe that was a bit shocking um, the last day 4 0 to US versus Sweden. Um, it certainly looked that the Swedish first goalie was struggling quite a lot. And there were rumors that he wasn't going to play, that, that Sweden was going to play their third goalie against the U.S. Uh, right before the game. We're not really sure what happened, but, but it's not the full explanation because USA was just better. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because I, I expected Sweden to struggle in the round robin just because of everything leading up to the tournament. Right? Like they didn't play any pre-tournament games. They had... Uh, limited practice time compared to other teams, and and I thought that game against the Czech Republic was really going to be like a trap game for them, and then they, they came out with a huge win, and I'm like, okay, maybe the Sweden team is going to be okay, and obviously they played Austria, and then they played uh, Russia and, and struggled against Russia. Obviously that game was was a little bit better than their game against the U.S., and then the, the it's it's almost like what what I expected happened in reverse, where their last game was their worst game. And they kind of got worse as the round robin went on. I was expecting the opposite, where they would start off uh, a little bit slow. But it's it's hard to get a read on on a lot of teams in this tournament. And and I think the quarterfinals will be a, a lot more interesting than they may appear uh, when you when you look at the matchups because the matchups don't look all that enticing, except for Sweden Finland. I think that that one looks uh, looks pretty juicy. Uh, but I, I think the other ones are are maybe a little bit closer or. Maybe it'll be a little bit uh, more of a blowout than we expect, but it, it's a weird tournament this year. You know, and there's so many guys who haven't been playing, uh, so many uh, things that have happened with, with obviously the German roster, with uh, Sweden and, and their roster they didn't bring the people that they wanted. The US didn't bring the people that they wanted, and, and I think that it's even more unpredictable than usual, uh, where you can have a team that loses 16 to two and then finishes third in their group. Yeah, um, um, obviously we have to remember also that that 16-2 game was a little bit lopsided for, for reasons yeah. that you just mentioned. But yeah. but yeah, it's it's but, but it's always been like this. When we have this format, mm-hmm. it's always been this way that for, yeah. for, the, for the fourth place team um, or, or the, and the third place team, it's more or less about two games that they need to win. Yeah, against each other. Yeah. It's like a round robin inside a round robin. You, you need to beat the fifth place teams and you need to beat the, the one above. And, and that's, yeah, that, that's exactly. what what you fight for. And you saw that a little bit with the Czech Republic. Um, obviously, they managed to, to beat Russia, which was surprising. But in, in fairness, all they needed to do to end up in the same position was to beat Austria. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is, you know, we talk about this tournament. And obviously, this tournament has a lot more attention than usual. Because there's no 
NHL to take away from it. There's no junior leagues to take away from it. This is the only hockey that's going on with, with North American eyeballs. And even outside, I mean, you know, in Europe, the, the, their leagues have kind of gone on, on pause a little bit as well, right? So th- this is getting a lot more attention, but especially in North America, where usually there's people who are distracted, who are watching NHL, who are watching AHL, who are watching all these other leagues. Now everyone's watching this. And I, I think that people forget things. Like last year, the Czech Republic beat Russia and then lost to Germany in yeah. the round robin. Like, like this happens every year. It, it's not, it's, it shouldn't be a surprise. And, and I think the, the big scores early on and what happened with the Germany roster really set this up to be, oh, here we go again. But then you have games like you know Canada against Finland and, and U.S. against Sweden where one team was just dominant over the other. And I think that that's it happens every year. But I think that obviously the the attention and the people who who aren't used to watching it, and, and I do think Austria was maybe a little bit weaker than you know, and they were in a really tough group too, right? Like usually, yeah. if you look at Slovakia, Switzerland, Germany, they they were all you know pretty more or less at the same level, right? But in in the other group, you had USA, Sweden, uh, Russia, Czech Republic. You, you could have said that you know uh, two months ago. Those are the four teams that are going on, and poor Austria, right? Like it's it's really more. Um, it'll be interesting next year if they the groups get a little bit different, uh, and obviously the players too, right? Like it's a it's an age tournament. Yeah, that, that's uh, what you have to remember, and we spoke yeah. about that on the last pod, and and, yeah. and as you mentioned there, it's the fact is that some of the players that qualify, especially for teams like Austria, Denmark, Kazakhstan, Norway, uh, etc. They are not there. The, the players that made them qualify are not in the A group when they get there. They have aged out or, or they are so good that they're going to be on an NHL contract and are not available to play anyway. Yeah. And, and that, that is the problem. It's unfortunate. This is the, the, the dynamic that, that the tournament is under and, and this is something we have to understand. But on the other hand, to, to diminish the tournament and break it up or, or anything... I mean, if we go by, I honestly thought that Switzerland would beat Germany, uh, but there, there was a destroyer that we haven't seen since the Second World <laughs> War, more or less, on on the German team. That was absolutely amazing. Tim Stutzle is, yeah. If, if you look at it, I wonder if he really shouldn't have gone first overall last year. <laughs> oh, I, I would, I wouldn't go that far. I, I, that's the big debate, right? I, I mean, even if you like Lafreniere, I think would. Lafreniere was was almost too good for last year's tournament. Yeah, <laughs> and and this this year he would have been even better. Like, what's what's incredible about the the Stutzel Byfield debate is the like they're both really good players, and and one just happened to play really really well the last two World Juniors when the most eyeballs are on him. You know, no one I don't think anyone expects Byfield to be in the NHL this year, and people are already talking about Stutzel as as being the you know, one of the top players for Ottawa this year, and I think people are going to be a little bit surprised once he he starts playing in the NHL. Because I, I'm not saying anything bad about him. I just think that it, it's a tough ask for a player to come in on a team that doesn't have that much talent around him. Like Kirby Doc, when he went to Chicago, he there's there's a lot of people around him. Jonathan Taves, Patrick Keane. There, there's there's talent around that. In, in Ottawa, there's Brady Kachuk, and Nick, there's not really. <laughs> Alice, yeah, but right? they, so, they, have, they have to play him this year because, you know, he oh, can yeah, only they, play for three years because yeah. then then he's going to go because Ottawa will not have the money to to resign well, him. Apparently, they're going to be a, a cap team going forward, right? That, what, he said within three years or something? So, I, it's, I don't know. I, it, it's, <laughs> I, you know, it, it's it's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, especially... But, but we, have, we have this discussion like all the time. We, yeah. the, the top three picks are re- more often than not very, very solid picks that are going to perform at a very high level. Uh, you have it uh, the same discussion with uh, Dalin and uh, Shvetchnikov where who is the better? You know, he scored so much and Dalin is playing on another team and you can't really compare it anyway. And they're attacking the defender. third pick that year? I don't remember. Sorry? Um, who was the third pick that year? I don't remember. Either. Either. But it should have been remember. Romanov, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that was even the right. That was the, was that the same year. Yeah, was it Kakanyemi and Romanov? Wow. Yeah, uh, that turned out to be an okay draft. Uh, uh, decent yeah. draft. We don't know yet about Romanov, right? Uh, right. 
Yeah. Anyway. Um, Can't trust the KHL. Can't yeah. trust the KHL. We have to give a shout out to the Austrian goalie, um, Bernier. Sebastian Vonnechitz. Vonnechitz, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and he, because he, he he's been outstanding, he's been the player. I mean, everyone speaks about Marco Rossi, but that guy, <laughs> the goalkeeper, has been you know, absolutely it, it amazing. Happens, it happens so often, right? I, I remember, I remember years ago, and Yaroslav Halak played for a really bad Slovakia team, and made like fifty saves a game. Like he, and and that, I think that was even the year before. Like I think it was the year right after he got drafted. I think that might have been the same year Carey Price. One gold, um, if I might be mistaken, but I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. Maybe the year before, but uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, I saw this crazy stat uh, on on Thursday, where uh, Vonishitz played, uh, faced more shots in three games, and or four four games than the most the busiest goaltender faced in seven last year. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, played for for Finland, the uh, Sanonen. Uh, he faced the most shots uh, a year ago in seven games, and and Vanishes, uh passed that in in games this year. Yeah, which is crazy. It's crazy, and uh, in some ways, I'm happy that Austria gets the chance to stay up. Uh, it is an ice hockey nation, and and we spoke with Thomas Ross just before the World Juniors, and uh, Salzburg is building a really good uh, youth development program, obviously with the help of a certain uh, energy drink. Uh, much in the same way as, as they are spreading out all over Europe to, to build these uh, different um, youth programs. They've done it in Germany. Uh, so hockey will start to continue being good. Austria is also, they, they don't have, of course, football is going to be a sport that many people go to. But on the other hand, it's not like Austria is number four in the world in football like Germany is and, and has arguably one of the top four leagues in the world. So the drawback for Austria is that I think they are going to be able to stay at a higher level more regularly down the line compared to maybe Germany that will sway a little bit more uh, depending on which guys are coming up at different years. But it's going to take time. It's going to take another eight, ten years probably. But And, and we can revisit that subject at that time. <laughs> and, well, and, I mean... You know, we talked about guys who are graduating from tournament. Vonnechitz is going to be there next year. So, you know, Austria has a chance. You know, this year they would have been very tough to, to stay up, right, in a normal year. Yeah. Uh, you know, they would have had a three-game series against Switzerland. I think you would probably, Switzerland you know, would obviously Marco that. Rossi changes things. But yeah. it, it would have been probably a good series. But, you know, they would have struggled to stay up. And next year they're going to have, they might, they're probably not going to have Rossi, even though he's eligible. Uh, I think he'll probably be in the mm-hmm. NHL. Uh, but they're going to have, uh, you know, Senna Peters. He's going to still be there. Vonish is still going to be there. So, you know, you have players who are going to stay on their team next year. And, and I think that that's, um, you know, that's something we talked about with Slovakia too. And we'll, I guess we'll get into that when we talk about their uh, their quarterfinal. But, you know, they have a chance to, to win a game next year. Uh, and I, I really do believe that. And people will probably forget about it because there'll be the NHL going on and people won't pay attention to this. And uh, there won't be any calls to to, short, to to cut the tournament next year. And also, um, when you look at Slovakia, it's changed the dynamic in, in Slovakia has changed as well. Slovan Bratislava is yep. not a part of, of the uh, KHL, not the supreme club anymore. They, they're struggling a little bit economically as well since the mm-hmm. KHL years. So the talent is more spread out. They're getting more minutes yep. in different clubs rather than all go to Slovan Bratislava and play on their youth team. So yep. I think this is going to be very good for Slovakian hockey down the line, or Slovak hockey, I'm not allowed yep. to say Slovakian, uh, <laughs> Slovak hockey. And, and I think that is going to be, be, be very uh, good long term. And yep. I'm looking sooner rather than later, I think that you know they're going to expand this World Junior Tournament anyway. Uh, there, there, are group, there are teams that might be, be good to get in in order for, for, to grow the game of hockey, Obviously, everyone talks that the, the cool tournaments are always in Canada. Yeah, because you are the guys that are most visible on Twitter and, and Instagram and whatnot and, and in different uh, media as well. But let's face it, every time that the tournament goes on in Europe, every game is sold out. And it, it's 
it's a highlight of the year for us here as well, even if it's on a different time zone. And we're staying up until 3.30 <laughs> in the morning to watch these games. It's not like, <laughs> yeah. like you have to do and go up, oh, I have to watch it during you know, 11 o'clock. Oh, that's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think the, the key here and where the double IHF comes in, and I think uh, Rene Fassel even uh, has mentioned this, is that, Yes, they sell out in Europe, but the ticket prices in Canada are much higher. Yeah, and that's what the IIHF. I remember when there was were, there were problems with attendance in Montreal, when, when Montreal had the tournament. I think in, in probably 2017, and Vassell was like, "Listen, like if we if we made, like had these prices in Europe, nobody would show up." And, and I and I think that that's that's why Canada gets the tournament. Yes, it's become this huge thing, but also the IIHF. Looks at the dollar signs, and I, you know, that's probably why the tournament is being played at all this year. Yeah, but, but on the other honest. hand, you also have the fact that, and, and we're not going to dive, dive into this: more games, more commercial revenue. Yeah. So, yeah, so if you're looking dollar signs, you have that as well, and that's what happened to, you know, football World Cup. Same thing. Yeah. You know, we yeah. we got more games, and we get more revenue from that. Uh, but let's move on. Let's look at the quarterfinals, and and we'll take them in order, and you know, for for. Some of us here in in, uh, in Sweden, it's going to be kind of an easy ride to see this because it's 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 a decent game <laughs> at time. <laughs> but first and foremost is Russia versus Germany. I mentioned Tim Stutzle. Will he be able to take on that Russian team who will obviously play to their strength, which is what we heard from uh, Jillian Kemmerer, uh, who, if you don't follow her, follow her. But... but um, is going to try to play more of a controlling puck, which means that Germany will get that chance to counterattack. And a counterattack led by Tim Stutzle is at this level will probably result in a good scoring chance. Leave it at that. We're not going to say a goal, but a very good scoring chance. And the more scoring chances you have, the more goals you're going to get. Yeah, it's. You know, when when Germany was playing Switzerland and before the game got really close, uh, I, I tweeted that Germany is going to play in a semifinal. And I said in that tweet that I might regret that based on who they play. I, I regret that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, they, they could beat Russia. I don't think they will. Uh, and I think that it'll be a closer game than... Um, I think people are going to expect uh, a score like when they played Canada and Finland, not taking into account all the other factors. Uh, I, I think it'll probably be close, um, you know, like within you know four or five goals. But uh, I, I, you know, it, it's possible. I mean, we've seen the Russians play really bad, right? They they lost to the Czech Republic. And if, also, uh, if so, Germany gets that first goal and can control yeah. the the really important thing here, and we're using every standard uh, line that we can right now. But if Germany gets the, the first goal, and and hopefully the, for them the second then they can ride it out a little bit easier. And Russian becomes yeah. stressed out and they take bad <laughs> shots. And, and you see that with Russians at every level. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it's, it's possible. I don't think they will either. But on the other hand, uh, it's, it's, it's a playoff game. It's one out of yeah. one out of one rather than one out yeah. of... You need to win five out of ten. So, exactly. so um, if, if there was best out of two, I'd say Russia all the way. But there is a lagging, little, little, little bit of nagging. But I think Russia will go through for, for obvious reasons. They're, they're really, really strong. I think that they were nervous to not maybe not get out of the group at that level that they wanted. Uh, nervous to finish third, especially after the, the Czech game. Then they beat Sweden in overtime. And, and, and it sort of stabled the nerves. Like they got that yeah. win that they really wanted in order to showcase that, you know, we're here. We can win this stuff. Uh, yeah, and and obviously the final that that everyone wants is is Russia versus Canada or or Canada versus U.S. It's, those are the two finals that that I know most hockey fans will want. Of course, the Finns, the Swedes, and the Czechs and the Slovaks wants and, and the the Germans wants to change that. But yeah, if I'm a neutral, I would want that to happen as well. Yeah, you know, it's going to come down to their German goaltending, straight, plain and simple. You know, if if Russia gets a few easy goals, uh, sorry, uh, I had to sneeze. Uh, if Russia had, um, if Russia gets easy goals, early, especially early, 
there's there's no contest. But if it goes into the first intermission where it's zero zero or one nothing, you you have a guy like Tim Stutzel, he's able to to really get get goals right. You you, know, you give him a power play, odd, you know they're gonna have a good chance of scoring. So I, I think it's gonna come down to goaltending, especially on the German side. If they can keep Russia close and within a goal or even two, uh, they they they're gonna have a chance. If they get ahead. Even more so, but it, that's what it's going to come down to, and that's where upsets are born and bred in this tournament. You know, it, it's you know, Slovakia doesn't win a bronze medal without Denis Godla or Jan Lasik for uh, people who remember their first goal, uh, first bronze medal. They they don't win those medals without goaltending. So, you know, Germany didn't have their starting goaltender for most of the start of the tournament because of uh, because of COVID nineteen and positive tests. That that's that's what it's going to come down to. If they have any chance, forget about Stutzel. Obviously, he matters. Uh, JJ Paterka, they 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 need to play well as well. But their goaltending, uh, even the two forwards, can't save them if their goaltending isn't there. Yeah, and then leaves us with um, <laughs> probably for for Europeans or or Scandinavians the top game of the of the of the day, <laughs> which is going to be Finland Sweden and probably for neutrals as well because we're expecting this one to be maybe a bit closer than the other three. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, this is the game that you have. W- whatever team finished third in in Group A was going to be a tough matchup for Finland, and that was going to be the best game. Just the way things were shaping up, the fact that it's it's Sweden Finland and there's there's that built in rivalry uh, along with it. Uh, you know, in a perfect world, both of these teams would see themselves in the semifinal, and, and only one will, will get there. So. It's uh, it's gonna be that for me. That's the game that is probably gonna be the the most intriguing, uh, just because these two teams are evenly matched, and I think that this is gonna give a good idea. The Russian Germany to a certain extent, but this is gonna really tell where where how strong um, Canada and and even the U.S. are based on the the similar opponents, right? Because if if this game is not close then it's going to be clear that one group was really much better than the other. And, and you know, it's it's going to be interesting because both these teams are going to be very disappointed with their their games that they played in their last round-robin game as well. They, they did not play good games uh, against the U.S. and against uh, Canada. And I think that that's going to be uh, even more intrigued because of that. Obviously, Finland is led by uh, Anton Lundell, who's always also had a tournament a little bit uh, on the upside and in the spotlight. Uh, he's performed very, very well. Sweden is lacking that first-line center, though. Carl uh, Henriksson, that was supposed to be it, uh, got a positive test in camp and, and returned home and, and uh, is playing in, in Sweden right now. It's, it's, it's a different team. Uh, Sweden is really, was really building on Henriksson, Raymond uh, chemistry and Raymond Holtz chemistry as well. Uh, right now, there is a certain lack there. On the other hand, other players have stepped up. Uh, Gunler, um, Kormar. Uh, but but for once, I I am really saying this. For once, Sweden's goalie seems to be the problem. Yeah, I I, I Hugo Anathalt uh, did not play well at all against the United States, uh, and I would be surprised if he gets to start in the quarterfinal. I think they'll go with uh, with Wallstedt yeah. uh, in, instead, just because I I don't know if they're. What was intri- interesting to me, and we talked about this a little bit off the top as well about their confusion about who was starting, is that uh, Anathalt was not dressed at all for the Russia game, and for me, when I first saw that, I'm like, okay, they're resting him for the U.S. game. They're not even putting him as a backup, so that he could he might not even be in the arena, for all we know. Uh, he's resting, whatever, and and then he'll. Uh, be fresh to go for the U.S. game, and then when it, it first showed that he wasn't starting or it wasn't even dressed, um, maybe there is some sort of issue there, where he he's not a hundred percent and they weren't sure, or maybe it was just the IIHF lineup card not being correct. Uh, we saw that in the first game of the tournament. The first game of the tournament, um, Samuel Halavai was set to start for Slovakia, and in the end he didn't start that game. Uh, it was uh, it was it was the the backup goaltender. Uh, Lutkowski, who who played for for Slovakia, so it, it's possible it was a, a last minute decision. It's possible it was just an issue with the lineup card, but yeah, I I, I would be very surprised 
uh, if if Alstad doesn't start uh, the next game for for Sweden. Yeah, and and uh, we'll see. It comes down to maybe um, Lundell and a more complete Finnish team. I, I expect Finland to win this. Actually, I do. Uh, partly because of of uh, uh, players that isn't here for Sweden, and partly because Finland has been more impressive. I think uh, overall, even if they played maybe the easier group. Uh, but it also means that you can rest maybe uh, sometimes because as you're gonna hear in a few minutes, uh, I got to I got to speak with Jan Mishak the other day, and and uh, we'll include a clip of, of what he says about the World Juniors uh, when we talk about the Canada Czech Republic game. But he was mentioning that he has nagging injuries all the t- all over him more or less, and and uh, it's to be expected in a tournament like this. But on the other hand. If you can rest a few players or, or you can take it a little bit easier, maybe as Finland has been able to, then you, you're going to be rewarded for that when it comes playoffs. Yeah, I mean, look at, look at Philip Broberg, right? Uh, the, the Swedish captain. Uh, he, he's definitely not 100%. You, you, can, you can tell that pretty clearly uh, watching the games. And, and he's a big part of that blue line. Obviously, the Swedish blue line is always good. <laughs> it doesn't matter what tournament you're talking about, but especially this year, you guys with Bjornfoot, uh, Soderstrom, uh, and and Broberg, and, and obviously there's there's other guys. I mean, there come as well. on, let's face it. Last year, Norlander didn't even get to play, uh, except for for <laughs> deep into the tournament when they wanted yeah. Sandin to play in in offensive zone, and Norlander got to play the defense. Yeah, no, exactly. So, uh, you know, the the team is is obviously uh, built. Uh, from defense, but if one of their top guys is not is not 100, percent that that's a factor, especially when the two teams should be as close as they are uh, in in Sweden and Finland. Indeed, and it will be a rivalry game uh, for sure. It always is. Uh, Finland always seems to think Sweden wins, and Sweden always thinks to <laughs> seems to think that Finland wins. But but that's the way it is, and and that's what makes it interesting. Looking forward to the um, Canada and Czech Republic game. Um, we're going to start by listening to what um, Jan Mishak told us in private uh, as we got an exclusive interview with Jan Mishak uh, from the hotel room. Jan Mishak, uh, you lead the team at the World Juniors Championship as a captain uh, of the Czech Republic, or Czechia as we're supposed to be saying right now. Do you feel an added pressure as a captain? Actually, actually no. Uh, I feel it's like just... Uh... The coach told me that I will, I'll be the captain, so I'll lead the team, and uh, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I feel I feel good with that. Uh, I can help my teammates, so I don't feel like pressure. And and obviously your English is very good, and and that certainly helps as well, since it's only Canadians, uh, Canadian refs this year, <laughs> so so it's a bit different. You play uh, wing in extra liga. You played center in in OHL in Hamilton last year. And now you're playing center again in the World Juniors. What do you see yourself playing at in the future? You know, that's a tough one because uh, I always say, like, I don't really care what I I can play everything. You know, I can play winger, I can play centerman, but I feel more more comfortable on centerman. But uh, when coach told me, like, you will play winger, I, I don't have a problem with that, so... For me, um, as an observer, it seems like you 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 excel more at the rush, at playing fast and and uh, with speed. Whereas in the in the line with Tepley and um, Lang, is it? Martin Lang. Yeah. yeah, Lang. Tepley slows down the game a little bit, and and maybe you're losing a little bit of that with strength that you have as as a player. I feel that yeah, I see myself as a like quick player, but uh, when. Uh, here is a little different, you know. We we trying to play as a team, as a group, and uh, if we want to beat uh, the good teams, we have to play a little different. So, uh, and uh, I feel that uh, we have a good team, and we have a team that that can beat everyone. So, uh, I don't have a problem to change my style for the team. And and you beat the Russians. That was a big surprise for for many of us. And and you were for for twenty minutes. You were. On top of Sweden completely, and um, so, so there there is talent there obviously. And as you say, uh, the Czech Republic usually plays as a team, and and you played as well, very sacrificing. You you blocked shots. You 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 deep in your own zone where you maybe not excel normally. Um, does this help you take another step in your progress in your development? 
of course, yes, of course. Uh, the game was really good. Uh, we played really good as a team, and uh, we we want to play again uh, like this. You know, we want to be successful on this tournament, so we want to play like this next games. And uh, you know, uh, it's it's different. It's different, maybe different style of game than when I played in Hamilton or uh, or last year at World Juniors. But uh, you know, uh, that feel when you be the Russians or uh, any any team, it's it's great. So uh, the winning is, is the best feeling. It is a little bit special against Russia still, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mentioned it in our last podcast that we we uh, when people ask, I just say, you know, they occupied Czechoslovakia or, or Czech Republic yeah. for, for so long, so it still means a lot. <laughs> and there's a reason why Jaromir Jagr plays with number 68 on the back. Uh, yeah. So, so there is that. Um, on the power play, um, you don't really run the power play. You're playing more towards the the goal. You scored a beautiful goal against Sweden, obviously. In in that right. way, would you rather run the power play, or do you think you're you're good where you are, with your strength and your 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 skill to be that guy where where Brendan Gallagher plays or or someone else? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's probably the same thing. Uh... I'm just playing the 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 position what the coach thinks I'm good at. So uh, I'm trying to just uh, complete and uh, do what he wants for me. You know, I feel I feel comfortable there. Uh, I like that position, and uh, I think uh, the power play is really important for uh, for winning the games. So uh, we want to continue in. Uh, in that work, like we scored a goal against Sweden, and uh, we want the more goals of that because uh, we can win the games with that. So uh, we'll play hard, and uh, we will try to, you know, make some penalties for us and play some power plays. Yesterday, you played against another Montreal Canadiens prospect. Did you get a chance to to see, observe what what makes cold coffee special, or, or was it just focused on your own team? <laughs> yeah, I try to focus on my team only, but uh, you know, uh, I registered that uh, he played against me. I also registered that Arthur Kaliev, my my uh, my teammate from yeah. Hamilton Bulldogs, play against me. But you know, uh, Cole is pretty good. <laughs> he's a uh, he's a nice player with nice good hands. He's a skill player. He can score goals. So we saw it yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, everyone was a little bit worried about it. Like Gula scored, you scored, and Caulfield hadn't. Um, looking forward into the tournament, you you will most likely face Finland or Russia or or Canada in in the quarterfinals. Is that exciting? Does it give you an extra edge as well to play maybe against Canada, where you have played a year and and it is the home of of ice hockey in many ways? Yeah, of course. Uh, it's always really good when you play against the best teams so I'm looking forward I don't know if we will play uh, at first we have to beat uh, Austria to play quarterfinals and uh, we'll go for it and uh, we'll see what team we'll play against and uh, if we'll play against Canada it's gonna be really good because they're probably one of the best team here and uh, if we want to play against medal no my bad if he wants to play like uh, for medal games uh, we have to beat them so that's not a science. That was Jan Mishak. Great to hear him talk, wasn't it, Jared? Yeah, it, it's always, you know, it, it's funny because there's usually, like like I said, we see these players through development camp. We, we do, we do, they do a lot more interviews, uh, even if they're at the draft, you know, in person that we do, there's interviews with them. We hear them talk. This year, it was so different that, you know, you don't really get a, a chance to, to hear from these prospects. Uh, and then, Obviously, for you to to get that and get to ask him some questions, especially during what is the you know one of the biggest tournaments of the year, uh, was was great to, to hear from him. Yeah, and his English is very good. Obviously, we wouldn't expect anything else uh, since he sp- spent time in in uh, Hamilton last year. Uh, and just so so everyone knows, Hamilton still has a contract with him, so there is some sort of undecided issues about what he's going to do after the World Junior Championships. Uh, but. The, I, I like the fact that he went back to Czech Republic to play, to 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 learn, and as he mentions, he's focused on his defensive game this year. It's something that has been really, really important. And as a centerman, 
obviously he needs to focus on that, even if it maybe means that you don't see him in the uh, protocol as much as you want. Yeah, it's it's so hard to judge players on points and goals and assists because you don't know what the other factors are, right? You know, we're we're just what two three years away from Nick Suzuki having three points in the tournament, and, and that didn't affect his NHL futures at all, uh, especially as a scorer. So you know, it's he has two goals, he has an assist, and he's he's being he's being asked to play a lot. He plays eighteen minutes a game. A lot of that is against the other team's best players, and yeah. and that's and that's something to, to keep in mind. And you know when you play, and he, he mentioned it as well is that he he's playing a defensive role right now. That that's it's he's not playing to necessarily his strengths offensively. He's not trying to 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 go offense a hundred percent. And so there, there's a lot more things to look at with his game than uh, than you know just goals and assists. And I saw that uh, sequence in against Russia where he was down low and, and blocking shots. And first, I think it was Mishak that, uh, was he the first or the second guy? I don't know, but but there were two um, Russians coming in and the first one took a shot, it was blocked. And the second one was going to take the next shot and it was blocked as well. Really sacrificing himself for the team, much in the same way that a, a lot of North Americans will say that a captain needs to do. And he's really stepping up to that uh, role I think that he would be better used at another line, or, or at least that Tepley would be better used at another line. I understand what they've done, and I like the fact that Mushak is not trying to throw anyone under the bus here. He really is the captain during the whole interview. Still, he, he cherishes the sh- the, to, to play against the top teams, because if he wants to medal, he needs to beat them, or they need to beat them. But this is a one-way ticket out of the tournament, isn't it, for the Czech Republic? Yeah, I mean, in a normal year... You know, I mean, Canada's been Canada's lost to the Czech Republic in Czech Republic in, in quarterfinals before, uh, thanks to goaltending. Um, and no, I'm still not bitter about 1998. Uh, but uh, it, it's, you know, Canada has showed to be themselves to be the the best team in this tournament. I, I don't think there's anything that you can say that, you know, yes, they they could be beat. I'm not saying that. Well, perfect. they have the refs with them because they're only Canadians, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. bitter at all. <laughs> the, the, the rest blocked all the finished shots from the from the slot area yesterday. Uh, that's that, that was all the rest fault. No, <laughs> um, but no, it's it's. I, I remember uh, during the playoffs I, one year, uh, Ron McLean said that Montreal uh, was only doing well because the one of the referees from Quebec. Um, one year, and I, that was yeah. I, I was anyway. really saying this with a very serious tone. I hope yeah. that carried I know, over. <laughs> I, I know, I know, you're saying that with a serious tone. That's that's what I was saying too. Uh, but no, it they, they've they've shown to be the best team in this tournament, and, and without their best player, imagine if they had Kirby Doc, like just crazy. But yeah, I, I think it would take a huge upset to beat Canada, especially in the quarterfinal. And and the Czech Republic will need to have big games from, um, big games from Mishak. You know, big games from. Uh, whoever starts in goal, probably Parik. Uh, I think that he'll probably be ahead of, of Nick Malik. Uh, but yeah, I, the Czech Republic is, is a good team, but they seem to be just a little bit uh, behind the the other the other countries. Um, and yes, they beat Russia, but we saw how they played against the US. We saw how they played against Sweden. Uh, and I think Canada is, is similar to those teams as well. But if they can get up to for this game, like they did against Russia and shut down the Canadian offense, then they'll have a chance, but yeah, I, the the betting betting favorite is definitely Canada. It, yeah. It'll take a huge upset for the Czechs to win, but it's not impossible. We've seen what can happen. Yeah, and we we can see also um, that for, for me, and I, I mentioned this to Jan when we did, which was we hadn't started the interview, but I really think that that first goal, uh, the second goal that was cancelled out against Sweden, or, or wasn't given really. Uh, but the glove is clearly behind the blue line, but you can't see the puck, so you can't give award the goal. Uh, I think that rule needs to be changed some ways. If if it, they're if they're certain that the glove has the puck and it's behind the the, the line, it should be given as a goal. Um, the question is, what would have happened in in the Czech Sweden game at that if that happened? Because suddenly Czech Republic is two uh, two one up, and you yeah. know going into the first intermission, and and. They were really the better team the first first 25, 30 minutes. And then Sweden just yeah. got into the groove and, and started scoring. 
but this is the problem with with most of these especially what we say here in Scandinavia the 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 southern teams that when they're doing well they can keep working but as soon as they lose out on something something starts going against them they're going to lose their heads and they're going to start not playing uh, as a unit anymore and and that's their big chance really um but but yeah i, I can't see this ending in another way than uh, a canada win and a clear canada win i, I would have to say um, if there's anything less but four goals between them i think the czech republic has, has done a very good job yeah no exactly it's it, it's funny because the it, it takes everything to to go right for an upset to happen and you know canada is not unbeatable but it'll take something huge for, for the Czechs to win and they're not a bad team but it, it's uh if they play like they played against russia they they have a really good chance because we don't know how Canada is going to play from behind. We don't know how Canada is going to play in a in a very close game where they don't have the lead. So it, it'll be very interesting to see. But yeah, Canada is the, the favorite, and I think they'll Canada will be a favorite in any game that they play going forward. But that doesn't mean they're unbeatable. And uh, you, I know you have kept an extra eye on on uh, Ken Gouley. Uh, what have you seen that stands out in his game so far? Yeah, you know, he's impressed me. He surprised me. Uh, he has been really, really good on uh, in this tournament. I think even Andre uh, Turigny, the, the head coach of, of Team Canada, has said that he's surprised by um, by Gouley's game. And, and I feel the same way. It just th- This is really the first time really looking at him since he's been drafted, since he added uh, some muscle to his frame. And, and I really do think that the, the parts that we knew were good about his game, the skating, the 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 blue line standing up the blue line defensively and stepping up into play offensively are all things that are better than I thought they were uh, especially at this point in time there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be an NHL player a very good NHL player and uh, there, there's a, a pretty good chance depending what happens with Jamie Drysdale and Quentin Byfield if they're in the NHL uh, we could very well be looking at Keaton Gooley being the captain of Team Canada next year at this tournament as one of the uh, three players who can return next year. That's on being the team. hosted in Canada again. Well, it's only <laughs> being hosted in Canada again because it, it, it obviously what happened this year, they, they, the IIHF can't make their, their ticket revenue. Um, and obviously the people who bought tickets uh, in Edmonton as well. But yeah, it, it, it's, it, I think it's every second year or every third year that's in Canada anyway. But yeah, uh, I'd be very surprised if Caden Gooley is, is not wearing a letter on his jersey. Uh, next year because I I think we all agree that he's not going to be in the NHL whereas Byfield and Drysdale is a little bit more up in the air with what happens to them uh, next year but yeah Gooley is 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 going to be really good he's going to be back next year and maybe even have a tournament like Romanov um, a couple years ago where he's not necessarily putting up points although he do it does have two goals but really stands out uh, for his play and uh, he he can have a, a bigger role on this Canadian team. Um, but obviously the players ahead of him are, are older and, and more experienced and, and even better as prospects. You know, look at Byram, Drysdale, Harley, guys like that. But in, in my mind, uh, if anybody was on the fence about this pick because they wanted guys like uh, Mercer or Lapierre or Bork or, or guys like that, um, Gouley's play in this tournament has uh, solidified what I thought about him. And it's not just the fact that he's scoring. It's just what I'm seeing when I'm watching him play. He's a really good prospect. And and um, hopefully we can hear a little bit from Jan Mishak about what he thinks about Gula after the game. I'm not sure we can, but I'll, I'll see if I can ask a question or two anyway. Um, looking forward to, to the last game, uh, and, and I'm really happy that it's going to be on a terrible time, so I'm not going to be able to watch it. Uh, uh, USA-Slovakia. The, the it's going to be a one-way ticket out of here for Slovakia as well. Sometimes I wonder if it really should, like, I know that after the breakup between Czech and Slovakia, uh, they sent a unified team uh, to uh, the 1994 uh, Football World Cup because they qualified as one nation. So the last time they performed as one nation was in the Football World Cup 1994. On the other hand, you can also mention that so first time Slovakia won the world championships in hockey, they beat Czech Republic in the final. That is, you know, things that are, you know, 
you, you have to assume someone is pulling the strings. But but you would say, even if Caulfield hasn't really gotten on the score sheet, he's done a lot of work well. He is, as, as we mentioned in, in our chat group, quite a bit in hero mode. On that line where he's playing, he is the one that needs to drive it. He's the one that needs things to make it happen. And and maybe he's trying a little bit too hard sometimes. Oh, he's definitely trying too hard. And I think that he knows that he doesn't get very many opportunities based on where, you know, he's not playing on the top line. He's, he's playing in different places on the power play where he's not necessarily at his best. And I think that he knows the expectations are on him to score. And he's he's just trying too hard. And I don't think that's any anything bad about him. I just think that he's he's in a mode where he's trying to do everything every time he touches the puck because he knows that he's not going to get many opportunities with the puck. It's because of that, that he is trying too hard every time he gets the puck. He's trying to do everything because he doesn't know when he'll get it back. Uh, and, and that's, it's, it's normal for, for a kid with high expectations who is used to scoring goals to feel that way. You know, I was looking at the numbers earlier this morning and uh, Arthur Kaliev leads the Americans with 16 shots uh, in the round robin play, second place tied with uh, Trevor Zegras is Cole Caulfield with 15 shots. Uh, you would expect him to have more than one goal on 15 shots. So I, I, I don't see anything that that worries me. It's not like it's bad habits or anything like that. I just think that he's trying to score so badly that it's it's hurting him at times. And you know, it, it's 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 a tournament. It, it's it's not change how I feel about him as a player uh, you know yes you would like to see him score more goals but I don't see anything that's worrying some uh, you know he's he's a kid who scores goals trying to score goals you know if if you can blame him for anything it's trying too hard to score goals I, I don't think it's anything to worry about that was the title of our last podcast <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah I, I still haven't seen anything that worries me you know is he is he pushing a little bit hard yeah uh, does it worry me no and and I don't know. Have you seen a shot map where he takes these fifteen shots? Because for, is, are they taken from high scoring areas, or or are they score taken from a little bit off uh, sides to to uh, because he doesn't play with those players that yeah. provide him with the with the pass into that high danger area. I, I haven't I haven't seen gone game by game to look at the 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 shot chart, but. At the same time, Cole Caulfield doesn't have a, a low danger scoring area. That, that's one of the big things about his shot is that he, anytime he scores, he shoots. It's it's a scoring chance, uh, not officially, of course, but yeah, I, I, it's hard because he, I, I just I'm not worried. <laughs> you know, he's hit what three posts I think in this tournament uh, already. So you know, if he has four goals right now instead of one, uh, people probably aren't uh, talking about. It. We, we saw what he, what he did against Sweden. You know, uh, Finland. Sorry. Uh, in in the the pre tournament game against Finland, uh, two goals in in one shift basically, uh, and you know that that's the kind of player he can be. And you know, he, not being on that top line, and, and I think it's a testament to him that he's not on that top line because I, I think they really want to get Kaliev going. And, and Mishak talked a little bit about about play, facing Kaliev as well, uh, but at, at the same time, I, I don't I don't worry about Caulfield because. He's. It's clear that he's not being used as the top trigger option. So when he like kind of like Mishak uh, on the Czech Republic, he's not being used as a hundred percent offensive player. Caulfield isn't either. So you know you can't just judge on on goals and assists. Indeed. So our picks for for the quarterfinals are Russia, Canada, USA, and then. I'm gonna go Sweden. All right, and I'm, I'm going, going Finland because if I'm wrong, I'm I'm, I'm happy, <laughs> and if I'm if I'm right, I'm I, I was right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I figured that you were gonna go Finland, but yeah, I I think it's gonna be. I what I will predict is that game goes to overtime. That's what I'm gonna predict. All right, yeah, and uh, I predict that Holtz and Raymond will score at least one in each. If they do that, I think they win though. <laughs> two goals? <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, I think no, I think Lundell can score two himself. <laughs> I well, guess it depends what Lundell does, right? Well, we we we've spoken with one of the Habs prospects this uh, uh, in this podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. It's the first of, of the new year, 
Uh, we're looking forward to host you more regularly this year. It's going to be a year for the ages. Uh, we discussed it last night, Jared. We got a season that is long. We got a draft and, and a summer that is short. And then we start the regular season again. We, we really are going to try to push out at least one podcast a week. More often than not, I think we will come down to two podcasts a week. Uh, be sure to subscribe. Be sure to, to ask us questions. We're more than happy to bring up subjects that you want us to bring up. Uh, if we can get hold of people that you think are, are good for, uh, for, uh, for us to interview or to, to speak to in other ways, please do. We, we are a uh, group that has a close uh, relationship with our fans and, and with the community in general. So don't hesitate to call on us on Twitter, on, uh, on Eyes on the Prize in general. We read all the comments. We might not always get back to you, though. But we will bring it up here if we think that the idea is good. Do you have anything to add, Jared, except for Happy uh New Year? Yeah, exactly. Happy New Year. Uh, this is It's kind of weird to be talking about the World Juniors as kind of a precursor to the regular season of the NHL. But I'm that's just what, pretend exactly it's the World we're Cup. Doing. So uh, we're just getting started. So it's going to be a fun year, yeah. I think. Just pretend uh, it's the World Cup and everything is normal. The previous you know? year. Uh, but we, we got it. And uh, happy New Year 